Welcome to my podcast, Katie's Journey. I'm your host, Kaylee Dwyer, aka KD. This show is designed for the lifelong learner, the curious brain, and the person who's probably always asking why. You'll be joining me on my journey as I meet new people, try new things, and gain the valuable insights of others as I explore my professional career. So join me on this journey if you're interested in doing the same. Hey, and welcome to episode 18 of Katie's Journey. I'm actually live from Atlanta, Georgia right now. I'm attending the Outbound Sales Conference hosted by Sales Gravy and sponsored by many other fantastic vendors. But before I dive into all of the valuable takeaways, I want to let you guys know what I'm doing with this podcast specifically and the podcasts to follow this one. So Basically, throughout these sessions, I have taken down so many notes, but I really took some of the most valuable notes that, of course, in my opinion, have the most value to me. So in the instance that it is uh, valuable to you, then absolutely keep listening to just my high-level takeaways of what these awesome speakers are speaking about and how you can take these insights and truly put them into your sales process and make a meaningful impact immediately. But first, I want to tell you about how I got this ticket. As most of you know, my trusted and loved best friend and sales coach, Jack Wilson, texted me one day and asked uh, if I would be attending the Outbound Sales Conference. And of course, uh, my answer was no. I actually didn't hear about this conference. It, it really wasn't on my radar at the time. So he told me to submit a video entry for a contest to Scott Ingram founder of Sales Success Media and the Sales Success Summit. I'm sure as many of you listeners are familiar with, the Sales Success Summit is something near and dear to my heart. I attended it uh, virtually back in 2020, but super excited to attend it this time in October in person in 2021. So more details on that, but I do have a discount code for anybody listening. If you are interested in attending that conference, I'm happy to share that code with you. But so I I submitted the video entry. I actually ended up winning. I won an elite ticket, which is awesome. That's kind of the uh, middle ground for how this conference is set up. Not exactly VIP, but uh, not exactly someone that just, you know, walks right in. Not indicating that anybody did that. Everyone paid for their tickets, but uh, elite was a uh, pretty nice ticket to get for free. Unfortunately, my company didn't pay for my travel here, so I uh, did everything possible to make this the cheapest possible uh, type of professional development experience ever. So I drove down to Newark in New Jersey, parked at my mom's house, had her drop me off at the airport, and that was a hot $500 cheaper for a round flight out of Newark than it would be out of Albany or Syracuse. So that was my logic there. I also got a pretty inexpensive Airbnb in downtown Atlanta. Pretty awesome. I was super surprised when I walked in. I want to tell you guys about, I landed in Georgia. I I navigated my way to the Airbnb. That's Peachtree Tower Condominiums. I asked Jack about places to eat. Luckily, he had great recommendations. He loves Atlanta. And Jack, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for sending me to the Vortex because it was delicious. The waitress was awesome. And she uh, had me try a bunch of different ciders, which if anyone knows me listening to this podcast, ciders are my jam. I want to tell you a little bit about Vortex. It's this really awesome place with a huge skull at the front entrance and a bunch of mosh posh items as decorations inside from 
a bunch of license plates to a motorcycle hanging on the ceiling to pictures of naked women. Um, you name it, it's probably hanging up in that restaurant. Like I said, pretty awesome, sat by myself. It's pretty liberating to eat dinner by yourself and just be like, yeah, whatever. Just enjoying my own company. Um, so if, I don't know if any of you listeners do that, but it's something that uh, I don't find weird or awkward. You know, you're just hanging out with yourself. Bring a book, keep yourself busy, uh, put your phone away. I guess that's my first tip. Don't look at your phone while you're eating alone because if you're really staring at Instagram or texting someone feverishly, are you really eating alone and enjoying the moment? Probably not. But that was day one. That was Monday for me. So we're going to dive right into Tuesday because I would love to tell you guys about how that went as well. Um, So my morning started off as a bit of a freaking shit show and I'll describe that in depth a little bit. So first things first, I did not wake up on time to work out and I try to go to a different CrossFit everywhere that I go and everywhere that I travel. But I'm not super familiar with Atlanta. Um, You know, I don't know which parts are dangerous, which parts are okay and I'm I'm alone so played it safe and I was like okay I'll just work out in my Airbnb and well that really didn't happen when I woke up uh, just in time to get ready for the conference and shoot out the door already I kind of started my day off weird I got ready I luckily found a Starbucks a few blocks away walked to the Starbucks at the Marriott off of Peachtree honestly there were no places to sit that had outlets and I was like what the frig How is this going to be a hotel that people for conferences stay at and not a single goddamn table here has any outlets for me to leverage? Like what? I need to plug in my stuff. God. (laughs) So I was super frustrated at that. Like, I I don't know, poor design. Um, I I sound a bit like a Karen right now, but you know, I'll, I'll send a letter to someone. So I found a place to sit. It was this nice little circle table with this tiny little half moon couch. The circle table had some outlets in it. I went to use the outlets. Of course, those did not work either. Then I found an outlet against a wall, leaned over, reached over both of my laptops and spilled my freaking coffee. Spilled my coffee all over my laptops. Are you kidding me? On the true day one of this venture. With quick hands and quick thinking, I sprinted to the Starbucks. Um, If I was being dramatic, I'd say I'd push people out of the way, but I really didn't. I politely asked them to move as I got some napkins to clean up the mess I had just made on uh, my Pride and Joy, which is uh, my lovely MacBook Pro. And I also spilled it on my work laptop, but don't worry. All of which were saved. I cleaned all of that up, tried to reset my brain a little bit. You know, when things go wrong in a row like that and you just have so many minor inconveniences, you're like, oh my goodness, what could go wrong next? And can I handle it without losing my shit? This is kind of where I was right now. So in the meantime, I had coordinated to meet with Scott Ingram and Richard Ballius. I was super excited. This is the first time I'd see these guys in person. So weird for me. Um, I've never been a fan of building rapport, friendships online, and then meeting someone in person. I'd always prefer to meet that person first and then do you know the online communication after the fact when you have something to go off of. But given that we didn't really have that opportunity in the past year. Uh, It was so 
awesome and such a great feeling to see two faces that I had become so familiar with over social media. I was like, wow, how much have our worlds changed completely? So it was great to see them, gave them both hugs. So awesome. And they surprised me with a jersey. This jersey had my name on it, my favorite number, and promoting one of the first conferences I've ever been to in my life. And although it was virtual, it truly opened up the doors for me into the sales community as a whole. And I'll leave this as a trademark forever in my career as having done that. So this jersey was exactly that, promoting the Nexus Sales Success Summit coming up in October. And I I couldn't be more humbled and excited and ready to represent a brand that I truly believe in and something that truly helps me and other salespeople in the community. Attached on it, kudos to you, Scott. He put a QR code on the sleeves of the jersey. Because nowadays, all you have to do is point your camera and you have every type of information that you could possibly need. And that's something that was talked a lot about in the conference that I'll go over in a later episode about how much information is actually available to your buyer before they reach you in their buyer's journey. Fun fact, and I hope this is a specific number, but if I'm wrong, don't quote me on it. I think it's about 65 So when buyers reach you, they're actually about 65% or 63% through their buying journey just because of how much information is actually available to them without needing to speak to a salesperson. Whereas years and years back, all they needed to do was connect with a salesperson to actually learn about that product because we didn't have the online resources and the amount of resources that we do basically available at our fingertips. So I sat with Scott and Richard for a few hours and embraced what it's like to have real life conversations. I cannot tell you how weird but fantastic this felt. We sat for, I think it was three or four hours just talking about life, talking about different things that have gone on, new ideas. Eventually, after after this time together, we parted ways and I went back to my Airbnb to catch up on some outreach for the day. And I did this specifically so that I wouldn't have to worry about keeping up and maintaining my cold outreach uh, for the next two days for the in-person conference, which is the 15th, or actually, which is the 16th and 17th, Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday. I'm having issues right now remembering days. So I went back and I really dug into Outreach.io, my favorite outbound prospecting platform ever, and got caught up on all that stuff so I didn't have anything hanging over my head or or anything in the back of my mind nagging at me. Once I finished that up, I had dinner at White Oak. I uh, got a salad and after having two sangrias before the salad arrived, I was hoping for this large, delicious salad. And instead, I got a small but beautifully plated salad. Um, When I sent Matt a picture, he (laughs) said it looked like dog puke uh, just because there was barely any salad on the plate. Uh, As if you know me in person, you know that I'm a big person. uh, So I need a little bit more food than something that you could compare dog puke to. However, I will say that it was absolutely delicious. I just wish I had a whole lot more. After that, I enjoyed uh, reading Powerful 
by Patty McCord from Netflix while I ate my tiny salad and drank my sangria. After that, it was really nice to just relax by myself, sit in the wind and the nice sun on my face, and just enjoy some time to not think about anything and to just read awesome information about culture and about honesty and about transparency. And I think just reading the few chapters that I did in that time sitting at White Oak, it set my brain up for success to be open-minded and ready to absorb the amount of information that I received even today in a single day. After this, I went back to the Airbnb. I missed some of the sessions from the first start of the conference, which was Sunday the 13th. So I caught up on uh, different sessions that I missed from the 13th all the way to the 15th, making sure that I got all of the notes and all of the insights to report back here on the podcast and share everything that I have learned that has been super valuable to me and something that is really actionable to uh, start enhancing your current position today and something that you could think about implementing at work tomorrow. But I want to start out with time management strategies for sales professionals. This was a session done by For Strokes. She is a master sales trainer at Sales Gravy. Great session. I really enjoyed it. This was one of uh, the sessions that I rewatched and took notes on. So I was truly able uh, to rewind, take some time to digest, and then click play when I was ready to move on and learn more concepts. The greatest predictor of success is how you choose to invest your time. And I know I've spoken about this a few times on this podcast, and it's something that the greatest sales leader constantly talk about. But just to get real granular with this, if you look at your reactions and your mindset from a reactionary standpoint, how do you handle what's coming in? Now, what's coming in, that sounds very general, but this could be incoming meetings, fires that need to be put out, or random messages from teammates, customers, whatever. How do you handle that? Before you know it, if you don't have a good handle on inbound material that are more classified as trivial tasks that Jeb Blunt later goes on to explain what trivial tasks means in the sales environment, before you know it, you are absolutely consumed in these reactionary tasks. Again, trivial tasks. And it eats up time of your day that could be used for income producing activity. The next greatest predictor of success in choosing how to invest your time is your mindset. So you must make the choice to make prospecting a priority or you must consciously make the choice to not make it a priority. We always have choices. Always, always, always. No matter what your boss is telling you, what goals you set for yourself or, or what the environment looks like, you always have a choice on what to accomplish and what not to accomplish especially in sales, because at the end of the day, although you work for a company, you truly are the owner of your own business. So whatever it takes to hit your quota or to meet whatever goal is set for you, you are going to do what it takes to do that. So customers are important, but getting new customers are just as important, just as important. And let me repeat that for the people in the back. You make the choice to make prospecting a priority or you don't. Current customers are important, but getting new customers are just as important. So, okay, prospecting is important, reaction is important, mindset is important, but also time discipline. Something that has been a common theme throughout this conference so far is the phrase, sacrificing what you want right now to what you want most. You know, I can't see anybody, but, you know, if you're sitting alone and listening to this podcast, for those listening, raise your hand if you have ever not gone to a party because you wanted to 
um, I don't know, practice for a sport and you decided instead of partying tonight, uh, whether you're in high school or college, whatever, instead of partying tonight, I'm going to practice. That's a perfect example of sacrificing what you want right now, which is partying, to what you want most, which is performing well in the game that you have next week, or maybe the, the multiple games that you have next week that you're super excited for. That's having time discipline. And throughout the day, the tasks that we have, you have one of three choices, and this is what I just touched on. Trivial. You could classify the tasks that you get throughout the day into one of these three. Trivial, important, and impactful. Trivial tasks are tasks that are not connected to revenue generation. So the example that we used in this specific session was lunch. You know, some people wouldn't consider lunch a task necessarily, but if if you were to compare it to something that obvious, lunch would be a trivial task. You're not generating revenue while you're eating a sandwich. Next is important. What are you classifying as important? So this is tasks or activity that support revenue growth, and it overall supports the goal of the business. So for example, this is working on a proposal to present to a prospect. This would be an important task. It's supporting the future revenue growth that that proposal yields. Next is impactful tasks. Impactful tasks, and don't shoot the messenger because this is something said in a session, this is cold calling, calls with customers prospecting. How many of you don't do this? How many of you look at cold calling like a trivial task? Because if you do, I can promise you that you have it all wrong. Cold calling is a revenue generating activity. And you know, maybe your prospects aren't ones that typically pick up the phone. If you know that, great. But what channel are you reaching them on? And how are you breaking up how you're reaching out to them? Which channels? How are you multi-threading it? Are you multi-threading it? Are you using different channels? These are all questions that are important. Ask yourself this, if you're not sure. What task or activity am I working on now? Is it impactful? We don't want the trivial items taking away from our impact for the day. If you're doing more trivial tasks throughout the day than you are impactful tasks, and then this becomes a habit that's hard to break, you're likely not doing enough prospecting activities or even account management activities to support your future quota and your pipeline moving forward. So I'm going to shift gears here to another session. So I hope you, if you were taking notes or if you're listening, whatever, I'm going to shift gears to a different session that was um, equally impactful, but talking about how to use LinkedIn to generate outbound sales opportunities. This was a session done by Daniel Disney. No, as he said in the session, he is not re- related to Walt Disney, but I mean, you know, think whatever you'd like. It's still an awesome last name. Daniel is a keynote speaker, author, social selling, and LinkedIn trainer. So pretty good insights. Definitely something that you might want to take notes for. Uh, I only captured a few high-level notes to share here on this podcast. However, I do have uh, an entire version of all of my notes from this session, and I will make them available on katiesjourney.com. First things first, Daniel mentions you should be adding 20 to 30 people to your network every day. Do you even log into LinkedIn every day? If the answer is no to that, then let's start there. Daniel splits this up in a certain way that maybe you should consider following. Some of these new connections should be prospects. Some should be customers. Some should be wider company staff. 
So I'm going to dig into this a little bit deeper. So some should be prospects. This is people you're cold calling, have cold called, or meet your ideal client profile, whatever. Next is some should be your customers. This is past or present. Doesn't matter. It's, it's still the same impact. They know your company and they would be familiar with at least your name or your company name. So the wider company staff part of who you should be adding to your network every day. So if you're working an account and you're typically only working with the chief information officer, but you know that your product or solution typically bleeds over into a few other departments. And nowadays, something that I also learned in the outbound conference was that the average amount of decision makers in a deal in most recent studies, I think it's a Gartner study, shows that it is 11, 11, 11, 11 decision makers. These are a lot of people. These are a lot of people to strategize with and um, to win over, basically. Actually, I'm going to retract that statement. It's not to win over. These are a lot of people that you need to understand their individual needs, their individual pains, their individual goals, and how your product or service will help them specifically. You hear that? Good. So this is other departments, leaders, staff members, whoever. If you know that you're meeting with a specific person in a different department that you haven't had contact with, maybe proactively think about connecting with that person and building some rapport to make sure that you're covering all of the goals of the company and the employees that are working with you directly. The next tip that Daniel gives is to check your views every single day. I didn't put much stock into looking at my LinkedIn profile views until very recently. I don't know why it hasn't been a priority in the past, but recently I've been getting a lot more of my ideal client profile looking at my profile on LinkedIn. So uh, in turn, it has made me a little bit more interested to learn exactly how I should be looking at my profile. Daniel mentions that when you have profile views like this, you look to pre-qualify that person. So for example, my mom goes and looks at my profile. Okay, if I'm checking my profile every single day, If I were to pre-qualify my mother, it should be pretty obvious that she's not qualified because she's not in my ideal client profile. However, if I had my mother and five other chief information officers working in higher education or healthcare or SaaS, whatever, I would go and pre-qualify those potential customers and recognize if those are people that I could potentially form a greater relationship with. If so... Daniel recommends sending the prospects a message. So just at a very high level, he goes, hey, Mr. Prospect, thank you for visiting my LinkedIn profile today. I would love to know if, insert a question, what did you gain or learn from their profile just from taking a quick look that you have a question about? Don't say, thanks for visiting my profile today. I'd love to know if you'd like to buy uh, blah, blah, blah. No, that's definitely not the point of this. So At a very, very high level, like I said, you want to call out the fact that you saw them visit your LinkedIn profile. It's not a secret whether you have premium or you just have the regular version of LinkedIn. To some level, you can see the people that recently viewed your profile. I think if you don't have the premium version, the regular version shows you up to three of the latest profile views, which, you know, kind of stinks, but it's still enough to work off of. Daniel's biggest tip, hyper-personalization. Do your homework and dig deep. 
Another incredibly awesome session that I am also going to just dive right into and share these fantastic insights for was you don't have a closing problem. This was a session done by now a a very familiar face, Jeff Bajoric. He is a sales professional absolutely killing it. I will put all of his information in the show notes so that you can hit him up on LinkedIn, have additional conversations, and who knows, maybe he could help out your organization. So you don't have a closing problem. When you're talking through all of the problems that you do have, they aren't actually a closing problem. And if you're thinking that all of the other problems in the world are a closing problem, then you're wrong. One of my favorite lines that Jeff said in his session was, Nobody wants their base touched. And if you're in sales, I truly hope you get a kick out of this. And if you're not in sales, for some context, more often than not, salespeople are sending off emails to prospects or customers saying, just checking in, just touching base. So what Jeff is doing is basically saying, nobody wants their base touched. Get it through your skull. He then walks through some pretty key questions. Are you digging deep or are you just making assumptions? If you have a discovery problem, do you have a questioning problem? Jeff recommends that you should ask questions to get the ball rolling. When you need clarity, ask for clarity. Then he talks through pair. And this is pause, assess, and reflect. I just actually realized here that I'm missing the the E to that, unless it's par. So... I'll correct myself in the show notes, but for the purpose of this, (laughs) then you heard it here and you heard it live. Some quality information from Kaylee Dwyer. Regardless, moving forward, Jeff also discusses a prospect will not allow you to waste their time twice. So what are you going to do to make sure that you are a good steward of their time? You know, in, in past years, and I'm only speaking about this from stories that I've heard, you've been able to mess around with prospects, take them out to lunch, have decent conversation, waste time, you know, get to know each other on a personal level without butting up against another virtual meeting. But nowadays you get onto a meeting and it's 30 minutes, bop, bop, bop. And you have 30 minute meetings clocking up your entire day. There's not a whole lot of time for building extended rapport that expands outside of your allotted meeting time. So you need to also have routines that you can rely on. So you need to then having this idea that, you know, making sure that you're a good steward of your prospects time. You also want to make sure that you're identifying the things that you need to do to obtain the results that you're looking for. So what do you do with purpose on a daily basis to continue delivering the outcomes you know that you're capable of delivering? I'll repeat that. What do you do with purpose on a daily basis? To continue delivering the outcomes you know that you're capable of delivering. Think about that. There's a lot of concepts here. Tons, tons more that will be described in depth by different speakers in different sessions that I will be covering in about a few minutes in another episode of Katie's Journey. But like I said, tune into the next episode for more insights from the 2021 Outbound Sales Conference. Thank you for listening. Love you guys and tuning out.